The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Good morning, Pat, with my strong male accent. <laughs> well, now, um, you want us to go orange. I do. Well, it's the 12th of July and I thought, what better time maybe to start planting some orange colour in your garden. The weather conditions have been absolutely brilliant, Pat, over the last three to four weeks with that high level of rainfall that we had and the heat in May and June has made the perfect conditions for planting. So if you want colour later on at the end of July, August, September, October, this is the time to get planting in the garden. And I'm thinking of plants like the beautiful Whiskey Mac and Troika roses, which are in flower at the moment. Plants like Helianthus, poppies, the lovely Coreopsis, Gallardias. These are plants that will flower this year, but more importantly, they'll come back year after year. They're perennial plants and they'll give us lots and lots of colour. So weather conditions at the moment, Pat, are absolutely brilliant for planting. Very good. Now, the questions that are coming in thick and fast, uh, what vegetables can be sown at this time of year? A great time. And again, soil conditions are ideal for planting vegetables. So think about the the vegetables that we use through the winter in our stews and in our, you know, in, in lots of the meals. So things like savoy cabbage, kale is absolutely brilliant, leeks. All our salad crops can still be planted, your spring onions, your lettuce, um, any of those sort of plants, beetroot, anything that's fast growing, like the speedy veg. They can be sown both from seed now, but also in your local garden centre, you, you'll get plants as well. Carrots, parsnips can still be sown. So there's lots of seed that can go directly into the soil or indeed maybe do a little bit of both, plant some plants and plant some seed at the same time. Now, I've been enjoying the new Queen's uh, potato crop oh. at the moment. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, but some Beautiful. potato questions. What can I do with birds attacking my new potato crop in the ground, says one. Another one, my potatoes are planted about seven, eight weeks, but haven't flowered yet. And uh, some stems and leaves are starting to turn yellow. Am I watering too much? Well, the soil conditions are, are quite moist at the moment, so there's no need to be watering. If you've got pot, uh, potatoes in large pots, certainly wash them once a week, but do be careful not to overwater them. And 10 weeks, they're going to need at least another three to four weeks to mature properly. So continue to, to feed them as well. In relation to the birds attacking the potato crop, they're, they're attacking the tubers and tubers come to the surface at this time of year. So add a little bit of soil earth up or mould up, as we say in Mayo, the potatoes to, to basically add soil on top of the developing tubers and that will stop the birds getting at them. Mm. Um, so that's Okay, key. so just cover uh, the temptation. Just cover the tubers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you ask, Porik, how often do you need to feed hydrangea and what's the best feed to use? Well, hydrangeas are in full bloom at the moment. They're really responding to the damp weather. So a high potassium feed, anything that's flowering, potassium is the element that encourages flowering and fruiting in plants. So all our flowering plants will benefit from a potassium feed. So something actually like a rose feed or many of the liquid fertilisers that you get in garden centres at the moment, like phosphogen, they're high in potassium as well. So a granulated feed, a rose fertiliser is ideal for hydrangeas applied now. And this one from Helen. I planted 23 Fagus sylvatica purpurea, 15 feet approximately in height, in January of 2019, four of which I feel are really struggling, four of the 23. Very few leaves. Just wondering, is there anything I can do to help them? I would hate to lose them. So these are purple beech Pash, that, that's the botanical name, Fagus Salvatica purpurea. Beautiful plant, a beautiful tree, I should say, but it dislikes wet soil. And particularly during the winter months, as the water table starts to rise, 
beach will the roots of beach will actually rot if the soil is excessively wet. So my advice really would be to move those those beech trees they're in four years now and they're struggling so dig them up in november early december or january of 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 this coming winter and replant them somewhere else or redo the soil so that you're draining the soil and maybe adding some fresh topsoil because they're going to continue to struggle in those conditions so leave well enough alone at the moment and then lift them as we as they drop their leaves in november and replant them somewhere else in the garden Please ask Porrick how to best tackle powdery mildew. It has developed on my beloved delphiniums and in spite of cutting them back before they needed to be, it's still spreading on them. Can I take cuttings of them without carrying over the powdery mildew? Well, delphiniums are absolutely fabulous this year. This is the time of year, actually, as they're beginning to go out of flower, to cut them back, cut the foliage and flowers off the delphiniums, feed them well. Again, the rose feed would be ideal. and They'll regrow again and come back into flower. Now, as the regrowth starts, you could use a fungicide like Fungus Clear just to keep the powdery mildew off the foliage, and that certainly will help to prevent it. In in terms of taking cuttings, we take cuttings of delphiniums in the springtime, in April, late March, early April, as the new growth starts. That's the time to take the cuttings, and there'll be no powdery mildew on those cuttings at that time of year. The other thing is you can sow seed of delphiniums at this time of year, Pat, perfect conditions at the moment. And there are two varieties that I find are powdery mildew resistant, one called Bluebird and the other one King Arthur, very common varieties. You sow them from seed now and they come into flower in June of next year. I have some hellebores that have self-seeded. Can I move them now and will the seedlings be true to the parent plant? That's from Jean. Well, Jean, it depends. If you've got different hellebores in the garden, they're going to cross-fertilise, cross-pollinate. So if you've got a white variety that you're taking the seed off, it could be shades of white or pink or, you know, bordering on purple. So they will, they won't come true to type. The best way to get them true to type is by division, by dividing the plants in the autumn. So the seedlings can be moved this time of year and the weather conditions are absolutely perfect. So if you're seeing little hellebores or little lupins or little delphiniums popping up in your garden, it's a perfect time of year to lift them and replant them into areas to flower next year. Uh, two questions about lawns. I have a struggling lawn despite the recent rain, yellow grass in places, any advice? That's one. And another one, uh, if uh, can I, you ask Borg if I can put moss killer on my lawn at this time of year. That's from Thomas. You can. You can certainly use the zero at this time of year if you want. Um, Zero will actually get rid of the moss that's there, but it'll green up the lawn as well. So it gives that nice greening effect. In terms of the yellowing the lawns, I mean, lawns did struggle in late May, June with the the high levels of heat. Most lawns have come back perfectly fine. But we're at the time of year, Pat, July is a great time to feed your lawn. So you pop into your local garden centre, get a good lawn fertiliser. They're designed to feed lawns slowly. So they release the nutrition slowly. You get nice greening effect. And that tends to last for about three months. So an excellent time of year for feeding and also reseeding or putting in new lawns. The weather conditions are perfect. All right. Just a few more. I have a 10-year-old red horse chestnut planted. However, it has never flowered. When will this happen? That's from Michelle. Oh, 10 years old. It's still a juvenile. It'll probably take another five to seven years to settle into flowering. As long as it's growing healthy, it, it will settle down to produce the beautiful pink or red flowers, but it'll take another couple of years. A wonderful crop of plums this year. However, the wasps are already attacking this ripening fruit. Is there anything at all I can do to deter? That's from Robert. 
Well, not really, Robert. Um, I mean, wasps, as soon as they start to ripen, they're full of sugars and, and the wasps will be attracted, not just to plums. It happens with our apples and pears as well. So the really trick is to get them, get the fruit off as early as possible. You will get a, a very fine netting in your local garden centre as well, which you can drape over the plums. And that physically works yeah. as a barrier to keep the wasps off. But don't use any chemicals. And a final one. I planted dahlia bulbs which have not flowered. Should I dig them up after the summer or just leave them there? Well, dahlias, dahlias, it depends on the winter we get, Pat. I generally leave my dahlias in the the ground over the winter. I cut them back to ground level. I put a mulch of bark or compost on top of the tubers and that helps to protect them. And I leave them there year after year and they're perfectly fine. So try that this year. Maybe lift some and leave some in the ground just as a as an insurance. Just, yeah, wait and see. All right. Cory Corgan, Thanks, thank you Pat. very much uh, for joining us and good gardening uh, to you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.